The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to The Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to tune into the program. We have a great guest. We have John Terrell on, and quite the topic I'm calling today's show, Trump and the Jews, Should Christians Be Concerned? I've had a lot of emails questioning this topic, and so we're going to get into that very quickly. Before that, I want to thank people that have been donating to the video equipment fundraiser. I just want to give you a quick update where we are on that. We have not reached the goal, so I'd really like to encourage you to get behind this. I'm very kind of surprised that we have not met our goal yet, and I'm surprised at the low number of people that have donated to that, considering the number of people that are eating the meat of this ministry. I really thought that we would raise it by now. I'm going to be honest, I'm a little disappointed with the turnout of this, but I do have faith that people are going to step up to the plate. I know I can count on you to get this goal reached, and why wait? As of today, we've had 43 donors. The amount raised is $5,750. The total goal is $7,500. We're not there yet. Of course, these guys fundly, F-U-N-D-L-Y, they do take their cut of it. Do go to weekendvigilante.com. There is a banner that does come up, or you can simply type in a search browser, and I'm going to give the link out right now so people can have it. It's F-U-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash Sheila hyphen Zelinsky hyphen live. If you put those words together, I'm telling you, you're going to find it very simply. There's a big pink donate now button. 43 donors. Come on, guys, we can do better than that. I find the easiest way if you just go to weekendvigilante.com, even if you're going to click on those end time news headlines, that banner will come up. So just give it a couple seconds till it loads. That banner appears after, I think, about 10 seconds of browsing around on my website. So please be watching for that. Please, if you haven't donated to that, I know I can depend on you to do your part. Everybody can donate something. And I thank you in advance for that. And very lastly, do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel because in a few short weeks coming up, I'm going to have some exclusive shows on YouTube that are not going to be available in the archives or on the podcast or on the app. And if you don't have that customized app, get it. Fantastic customized app for you, the listener. You wanted it. I provided it. Type in Weekend Vigilante on any Android or smart device, including iPhone. Simply search Weekend Vigilante. That is a great app, if I don't say so myself. Well, I want to jump right into the show. This show again, Jews and Trump. What's the deal here? Should Christians be concerned? John Terrell, welcome to the program. I'm going to hand you the mic and you give it back to me when you're ready, sir. Well, praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to be talking today here about Jews in the Trump administration. And some people must say, well, why are we talking about Jews and why are Jews important? Are you anti-Semitic or do you, you don't like Jews? And the answer to this is that we have an antichrist system that is coming up. It has been, been worked on for many years. 
And I want to read to you here from the book of Revelation, chapter 13. I read from verse number 15, and this is what the false prophet will do. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand with their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is three, six hundred, three score and six, or six hundred and sixty-six. So, what we have here is simple this. The Bible had predicted there will be an Antichrist, a world ruler, a world federation with a false prophet. The question now is, who are the people that are bringing the Antichrist to the scene? And the answer is, this will be Jews that are going to do that. And the reason for that is that the Jews, at the time of Christ, they rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And for the last 2,000 years, the Kabbalistic Jews have been trying to work to bring in their Messiah. And if you go to any synagogue today, they are talking about, you know, they are still waiting for their Messiah. So I've spoken about this in previous programs. So the bottom line is this. The Antichrist is going to be Jewish. Jewish people are going to be in leadership, Kabbalistic leadership. Most Jewish people are not part of this. It's an upper echelon. It's a few people in leadership. Probably 10% of the Jewish population are working on this. But they have the power, they got the money, and they got the clout. So that's the reason that we talk about it. Now, we found out that there are 11 Jews have been appointed to President Trump's new administration. Most prominent among these our son-in-law, Jerry Kushner, and uh, David Friedman. And so I want to talk, begin to talk about Jared Kushner and who he is. Now, Jared Kushner is a, is a young man, and uh, he comes from a Jewish family, and his dad was sent to prison back in the 1990s for tax evasion and uh, wire fraud, and they made it prosecuted him was Rudy Giuliani, who was a federal prosecutor at that time in New York. And it is interesting that during the campaign, Rudy was one of the first one to sign up for Trump, and he was very prominent in the rallies and so on. And everybody thought that Rudy Giuliani would get a very nice job with the administration, but he was kicked out because Jared Kushner simply said this, that man put my dad in prison. I don't want him I want him out, and he punished him for that. The Kushner family are usually bribing. So, for example, now Kushner, he went to um, school. He went to Harvard College, and in order to get in there, his father put in $2.5 million in donation. And then he went to, in 2007, he went to New York University to earn an MBA degree, and his father put in $3 million donation. So... Jared is not that bright. He did not have that good grades. So the only way he could get into this prestigious school was to have his dad drop a few million dollars in donation. And, of course, they opened the doors and said, okay, you can come in. Now, Jared, it is no doubt in my mind 
that Jared is guided by Satan. And he started dating Ivanka, Donald Trump's oldest daughter. And Ivanka is a Christian. She was a Christian. Uh, the family is Presbyterian. And uh, when uh, Jared came home to his dad and mom and said, I'm going to marry Ivanka Trump, they said, no, you can't do that. She's not Jewish. So Jared said, okay. He talked to Ivanka and he simply, Ivanka, he talked her into to renounce Christianity. And so in a ceremony, in a synagogue ceremony, after Ivanka had gone through uh, classes in Judaism under rabbis, in an official service, she stood up and she simply said, I renounce Jesus Christ. I renounce Christianity. I no longer believe in the New Testament. I don't believe in Jesus. I reject him. It's a myth. And I am now embracing Judaism. So this is how Jared was able to get into the Trump family. And I want to read a scripture here from, this is from 1 John chapter 4. It says here in verse number 2, Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Understand this now. Any person that says, I do not believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I do not believe he died on the cross. I do not believe that. That person has now the spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Antichrist is on all Jewish people because all of them have said, we do not believe that the Son of Mary, Jesus is the Messiah. We reject him. And the apostle John here said, anyone that simply will not confess Jesus Christ is come in a flesh, that he is the Son of God, has the spirit of Antichrist. So I told this about the conversion here of Ivanka Trump to show you how powerful the people are that are Jewish that in order to get their way, they would, they would simply seduce a person to give up their Christian faith and to embrace Judaism, which is a dead religion. This is how Jared was able to get in close to Trump, because Ivanka is his favorite daughter. She's the oldest daughter, and she's a confidant of her father. And her father listened to her intently. She has a tremendous influence on Donald Trump. And with Jared now married, she brought him in. And now Jared Kushner has a tremendous influence upon Donald Trump. What is Jared, what is his plans? Basically, what he's after is he's trying to do what people are that are simply talking to him for the Jewish community, from the Zionist. It has to do with Israel and promote Israel. It simply pushed down the, the Palestinians, encouraged Israel to be able to have the West Bank and to give them military help and so on and to build it up. So Jared is a forerunner. He is a, simply a facilitator for the Jewish Zionist leadership 
to try to bring in as much as possible under Trump. Now, they will allow Donald Trump to do certain things in the United States, like to build the wall and to do other things that he promised in the campaign. They were simply says we let him do that as long as we get what we want in Israel and for the Zionist movement. And that's why Jared Kushner is not a very nice man. Now, I'm not saying personally, but as a religious man, he has a spirit of Antichrist. And anyone with a spirit of Antichrist is an enemy of God and thus is not a nice person. So that's the story on Jared Kushner. The reason that I shared it with Ivanka is that her conversion to Judaism was crucial for Jared to be able to get into the Trump family. Without her conversion to Judaism, Jared Kushner would not be working in the Trump administration. And so he came in through the back door by seducing Donald Trump's daughter and convincing her to convert to Judaism. And that's how he got in and became part of it. Otherwise, without her conversion, Jared Kushner, we will not even talk about him. Let me talk about the next guy. This is David Friedman. And Friedman is a bankruptcy expert and attorney was tapped as a U.S. ambassador to Israel. A statement by Trump's transition team in December said that Friedman, who speaks Hebrew, would serve from Jerusalem. But White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said last week that Trump has yet to decide moving into Tel Aviv. They have not done that. Now, Friedman, who is in the late 50s, is the son of a conservative rabbi with a family history of ties to Republican presidential candidates. His family hosted Ronald Reagan for a Shabbat lunch in 1984, the year he won re-election. He lives in Woodmer, New York. It's a largely Jewish area in the of five towns. Friedman has expressed support for and funded construction in Judea and Samaria and has expressed doubt about the future of a two-state solution, traditionally a pillar of a bipartisan U.S. policy in the region. Now, Friedman is a heavy player in the Zionist movement. What Israel has done is simple this. They took the land, what we call the West Bank, which is a land that the Palestinians has, as they are living on. We have the West Bank, and then we have the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip was given up by Israel because it cost them too much. There was too much problem to hold it, but they hold in the West Bank. And they want that because it's a prime land. So what Netanyahu has done, and prior to him other presidents, not president, but prime ministers, they have simply built settlements. And here's how that works. Let's say that you live someplace in the United States, you have some property, and suddenly you get a letter saying that we need your property, we're going to build low-income housing on your property. And you say, well, I'm not interested in selling my property. Well, they then do eminent domain, which simply means they go to court and they say that we need this for the country. So you lose your property and you're kicked off and then they come in, they erase everything you have and just clear the land and start building low incomes housing on it. 
Of course, you would be hopping mad if that happened. Well, this is what they do in the West Bank. They simply select property. There might be vineyards on it. There might be villages on it. There might be all kind of things where Palestinians have lived for a thousand, actually for 2,000 years. And the Jewish state is to come in and say, we are confiscating this land. We need it for settlement. So they send in the military. They get the Palestinians off the property. And after they get off the property, they bulldoze down the houses. They bulldoze and destroy their orchards and whatever they have. And then they build high-rise buildings, not about maybe 10 to 15 stories high. These are big complexes. And so now we got Jews coming in and settling in the West Bank. The policy behind this is simply this. If they can get enough settlements in the West Bank, they, then the West Bank can never be a Palestinian state. And they can simply say, well, there are too many Jews living here. The West Bank now belongs to Israel. The Palestinians just got to live with it. They will either become Israeli Arabs or get out. We kick them out. So this is what Freeman's been doing. Now, Obama was trying to break the construction of this, and so did George W. Bush and even Clinton. But Friedman said, we are going to continue with this. And he simply says, we don't believe in a two-state solution. We don't believe in a, a Palestinian state. So Friedman is a very strong Zionist, and he is going to lay the foundation for the coming Antichrist system that needs a strong Israel. Let's go to the next guy. And the next guy is Greenblatt, Jason Greenblatt. Probably most of the people have not ever heard of him. Now, Greenblatt is working as a special representative for international negotiation, focusing on the Israeli-Arab conflict, U.S.-Cuba relations, and American trade agreement with other countries. An Orthodox Jew, a Yeshiva University graduate, and Yeshiva is a Jewish school, Greenblatt studied at a yeshiva in Judea and Samaria in the mid-1980s and did armed guard duty there. So this guy is a dual citizen. He's lived in Israel. He's come back here. He's a father of six from Tinek, New Jersey. He speaks with people involved in Israeli government, but he has not spoken to any Palestinian Arabs since the yeshiva studies. He has cited the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, that's Arab APAC, as one of his main sources for staying informed about the Jewish state. And he helped draft Trump's speech as a lobbying group's annual conference in March. Now, if you don't know about APAC, APAC is the most prominent Zionist organization in the United States. It's a strong lobby group. No congressman, no senator dares to oppose APAC if they want to be reelected. Now, he, Greenblatt now, is said that he is not going to be too harsh on the Palestinians. But here is the thing. There is not one Palestinian in the Trump administration. We have people living in America that have immigrated from Palestine. They are Palestinian, second, third, and fourth generation. But not one of these people have been enlisted. They do not exist in any of the administration in Washington, D.C. 
So you can see here that the Jews simply have simply pushed everything out and said, we have a monopoly. So that was Jason Greenblatt. Let's go to the next one now. And the next one we're going to talk about is Stephen Munchen. This guy is a very sinister guy. And he's also a member of Skull and Bones. Trump picked Munich, München, who's 54 years old. And uh, he has been working, uh, he had an entertainment company called Rat Pack Dune Entertainment. He has worked on such Hollywood hits as Avatar, Black Swan, along with his father, prominent art dealer, Robert Munich. And Stephen became wealthy worker at Goldman Sachs. Now, he, is, he has been selected and is going to be the United States Secretary for Treasury. So he's going to control a lot of things. Let me give you the rap sheet of this guy. He was born in 1962 in New York, the second youngest of a Jewish family. And uh, he has a number of children. He worked at Goldman Sachs in charge of equity trading and a member of the management committee. He's also the founder of an art gallery, München Gallery, and München's great-grandfather, Aaron München, a Russian-born diamond dealer, had immigrated to the U.S. in 1916. Now, he graduated from Riverdale County School in New York. He graduated from Yale University in 1985, and as his last year at Yale University, he was initiated as a member of Skull and Bones, which is a very sinister organization. So, Minchin is his name. He is going to head up the Treasury for the United States. And one of the things that he has, has simply been asking for is the strengthening of the IRS. Now, Trump said, you know, he wants to abolish as much as possible, but Minchin is simply go in the opposite direction. Let's talk about the next guy now. This is Stephen Miller. And Stephen Miller, probably no one has ever heard of him. And uh, he is a practicing Jew. And let me share a few things about Stephen Miller and what he has done and what he's planned to do. Trump named Miller, who played a crucial role in his campaign by writing speeches and warming up crowds at rallies as a senior advisor for policy. Miller, who has described himself as a practicing Jew, joined the Trump campaign in early 2016, quickly rising to the ranks to become one of the most important people in the campaign, as Trump campaign manager told the Wall Street Journal. Previously, the 31-year-old worked for seven years as an aide for Trump's choice for Attorney General, Senator Jeff Sessions. This is interesting now. Jeff Sessions is from the South, from Alabama, and this guy now, Stephen Miller, a New York Jew worked for Sessions, who they said, you know, was anti-Semitic and he was um, anti-black and so on. And he helped him to draft material to kill a bipartisan Senate immigration reform bill. So Stephen Miller is a rising star in the Trump administration. So he grew up in a liberal Jewish home. And he was drawn to conservative causes, so he has become a conservative, but he is still Jewish, and he's loyal to the Israel and to the Jewish lobby. Now, let's go to the next one, which is Carl Icahn. Carl Icahn. 
Icon, a businessman and an investor, is serving as a special advisor on regulatory reform issues. His work as a private citizen run a federal employee with special government employee. Icon 80 is a founder of Icon Enterprises, a diverse conglomerate based in New York City, formerly known as American Real Estate Partners. He's also a major giver to Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. Among other philanthropic endeavors in 2012, he donated $200 million to the renamed Icon School of Medicine there. So Icon now is an advisor. He's going to be working on regulatory reform. And again, we have a person that is very strongly connected to Israel and to the policies of Israel and the Zionist. The next one is Gary Cohn. Now Cohn, the outgoing president and chief operating officer at Goldman Sachs. And you will find here that Goldman Sachs is coming up over and over again. So you had the banking houses, Goldman Sachs, you got the Morgan banking houses, and there's, there's a number of other, but almost all the banking houses in New York are Jewish owned and operated. I'm not saying this because I'm anti-Semitic. I'm not saying this because I don't like Jews. I don't hate Jews. Jews are just like regular people. I pray for them. I'd like to see them saved. But if you're, in order for you to understand what I'm saying to you today is this. We have an Antichrist system. The Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 13. And the Antichrist system is a Jewish system. And this is why the Jews that are into banking, that are into Hollywood, to the different entertainment industries and so on, many of them are Kabbalistic Jews, and they believe in the Holy Serpent. They're trying to bring the Messiah back. So what we got to understand is this. These Jewish people are working to bring up their Messiah. It is a political, religious movement and it is under the surface but it's slowly getting close and close to the surface until they can reveal the man they have now gary khan again goldman and sachs khan a cleveland native in 2009 founded the khan jewish student center at kent state university and uh, success has not always been there for khan he struggled with dyslexia but the Goldman Sachs banker was featured the book Underdogs by writer Malcolm Gladwell, told the author that his learned disability also taught him how to deal with failure, and I wouldn't be here where I'm today without my dyslexia. So Gary Cohn is a major player in the Jewish world. You might ask me now, where do I get this stuff from? Well, I didn't get it from Gentile sources. I had to go to Jewish sources, and the Jewish sources, the different Jewish magazines and newspapers are bragging about how many people they have in the Trump administration, and they are bragging about that they are, they are simply turning Trump to do what they want to do. The next guy I want to talk about is Boris Epstein. Epstein is a Republican political strategist who appeared as a Trump surrogate on TV. He's working as a special assistant to the president. 
Epstein, who is in his mid-30s, also serving as Assistant Communication Director for Surrogate Operations. A New York-based investment bank and finance attorney, Epstein was a communication aide for Senator John McCain's presidential campaign in 2008, focusing the efforts on the Arizona State Senator's running mate, then Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. So he worked on a failed campaign. Now, this guy, Boris, is also a powerful Jewish player, and he is committed to the Zionist cause. The next one is David Shulkin. Dr. David Shulkin, the Undersecretary for Health at the Department of Veterans Affairs, will lead the department as secretary under Trump. He would be the first holder of appointment from the Obama administration in which he has served since 2015. So this guy, David Shulkin, is a leftover. He's a Jewish leftover from Obama. He's 57 years old. He has been an internist. Uh, he's worked at the hospital, the Jewish hospital of Beth Israel Medical Center in New York City. He's also held numerous physician leadership roles. And uh, he's a well-known person. Now, as an entrepreneur, Shulkin founded and served as the chairman and CEO of Dr. Quality, one of the first consumer-oriented sources of information for quality and safety in healthcare. So this guy now is going to be undersecretary for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So you can see that they are getting into just about everything in the administration of Trump. Now, we're going to talk about Reed Cordish. I never heard of this guy before. Now, Trump chose Cordish with a friend with his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, to serve as assistant to the president for intra-governmental and technology initiatives. He'd be responsible for initiative requiring multi-agency collaboration also focus on technological innovation and modernization. So Reed Cordish was brought in by Jared Kushner. And then the last one of the 11 is Avram Berkowitz. This is a very strange guy here. Now Berkowitz, 27 years old, is serving as special assistant to Trump and assistant to Jared Kushner. Berkowitz and Kushner met at a basketball court of an Arizona hotel during a Passover program. And the two stayed in touch, and Berkowitz went to work with Kushner in several capacities. And after graduating from Queens College, Berkowitz worked for Kushner companies and later went on to write Kushner's papers. He simply worked for the New York Observer, and he was a writer for Kushner's paper. In 2016, Berkowitz, who was then finishing up his last semester at Harvard Law School, directed a Facebook live talk show for the Trump campaign. Later, he worked on a presidential campaign as an assistant director of data analytics. So these are 11 people that are serving in the Trump administration. And so you might simply say, well, what can we do about it and what will these people do? If you go back to the Obama administration, you will find that he had many more Jewish people working for him. Uh, the same thing for George W. Bush, the same thing for uh, Bill Clinton, same thing for old Papa Bush, and even Ronald Reagan. Every administration has a number of Jewish people there working in the administration, and they are pushing a policy that is pro-Israel, 
pro-Zionist. And so this is why we should be concerned, because this is something that is not good for this country. I want to share something here, and Chuck Baldwin is the one who brought this out. Now, Donald Trump has made some decisions that should deeply concern us. For example, Trump recently threatened to ruin the career of a Texas state senator who dared to introduce legislation that would require a criminal conviction before law enforcement authority can seize a person's asset. Did you know that right now in the United States, here's the way the law is written, the government can seize any citizen personal asset without having to charge the person with any crime or illegal activity. Matter of fact, a number of Americans have been arrested over the last few years and been incarcerated and held without trial, and this is done under the Patriot Act. Donald Trump's CIA chief, Michael Pompeo, wants to no interference or prohibition upon the federal government of collecting data, information on American people. He wants to ignore or eliminate the USA Freedom Act that limits our data collection and resume the government's collection of personal data on the American citizen without any restraints. And uh, so there's a lot of things happening. Now, I voted for Trump. I worked hard to get him elected. So let me summarize here this now. What am I trying to say to you in this particular program? It has been spoken up that we have Jews, particularly talking about Jared Kushner. But there are 10 more Jews that are working in the administration. The concern that I have is this, that these Jews will put Israel first, they will put Zionism first, and they will be working. They will have people from the outside that are part of the world government asking them to sway Donald Trump to do this or to do that, to further build up the world government and to prepare the way. Now, Donald Trump is a America first, and the world government was furious when he was elected because he simply said, I am not a globalist, I am America first. These 11 Jewish men that I talked about are globalists. They believe in a one-world government and a one-world federation. I do not know how much Donald Trump knows. I do know this. He's well aware of the Zionistic movement. And every president had to deal with a Jewish lobby. President Eisenhower made a statement when he was in office, and he simply, he simply said this. He called them damned Jews. He said, I can't do anything for these damned Jews. This was a statement by Eisenhower. And Nixon was also very upset about it. And president in privacy had talked about that they are being coached, forced, pushed to do what the Zionist wants to do. And it is true. No politician in America can get elected unless you have Jewish backing. You just can't get elected unless you have Jewish backing. 
And in closing here, let me just share this with you about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, as you know, the bodybuilder from Austria, and his dad, he was a member in the S, he was a Nazi. And Arnold decided to run for governor in California a number of years back. And he was told, you cannot run. We will not allow that. The Jews stood up and said, you, your dad was a Nazi, and we will never allow you to run. Well, people that were part of his team simply said, let's find a rabbi, and let's have you declared kosher. So Schwarzenegger found a rabbi, and Schwarzenegger went to him and took classes in Judaism and renounced Nazism and so on. And eventually, the rabbi simply declared that Schwarzenegger was kosher. He had renounced his father, he's renounced Nazism, he's a friend of the Jews, and he can run. And this rabbi was part of his team when they were running for election here for governor. And he was part when he was inaugurated, the rabbi was there. So let me tell you this. The Jewish power, which is the Antichrist power, is so strong, and ministers like mine, like Sheila's and others, that begin to expose Zionism, the Antichrist system, and so on, we will take a lot of flack from people and from Satan himself, the demonic forces and fallen angels. But it is important. We have to push this message down. We have to share with people, this is coming down a pipeline because the day will come when the Antichrist will come on the scene. And I have predicted this, that the majority of the people in the Christian churches will take the mark of the beast because they will not know any better and they will simply say, we got to live, we got to work, we got to have food. We will take the mark, God will understand. The problem is God will not understand. And the Bible says you take the mark of the beast, and if you are saved, you will lose your salvation. When you die, you will go straight to the lake of fire. So this is why I'm teaching on this, talking about this, because around the corner is the Antichrist, and we head in there very fast. Back to you, Sheila. Well, I think it's a really important discussion to have, John, because there isn't a day that goes by I don't get some email from someone that says, see, Donald Trump is the Antichrist. See, he is a Kabbalistic Jew. And, and this is where I think our prayers are going to be so important, our warfare prayers, especially at this time, that God is still at the helm and, and leading Trump. We're all being opposed by this Antichrist system. We're all being pushed around by Satan. I mean, you've heard this, John, all this ilk on the Internet, doing series on how Donald Trump is the Antichrist, how he's a Kabbalistic Jew. Should Christians be fearful of this? Because there's sure a lot going on that Christians should now not trust Donald Trump. Would you address this, please? The Antichrist has to be Jewish. And uh, Donald Trump is not Jewish. His dad came from Germany, just a regular German stock, Anglo-Saxon. His mother came from Scotland, very, she was a strong Christian. So he does not have any Jewish blood. He does not qualify. He cannot be the Antichrist. But what we should do is this, and this has been brought up by a number of Christian pastors, that there was a tremendous battle to get Donald Trump elected. And once he's elected, now we've got to pray and fast even harder 
that these 11 people that I just shared with you here today and others will not be able to influence Donald Trump and thwart him. For example, um, you can see this, I predicted this uh, some time back, I sent out a uh, newsletter, that one of the schemes of the Democratic Party is to as soon as Donald Trump comes out with an executive order, they will find a liberal judge, a federal judge, he would issue an injunction, and he would hold up the executive order. It would then go through the court system. By the time it threw the court system up to the Supreme Court, four years have gone, and it, it is moat. So we shouldn't be fearful, but this is the moment to be aggressive in prayer and in fasting and simply saying, God, uphold him. Because I want you to emphasize this. Donald Trump was elected against all odds. I mean, the media, the Democrats, the majority of the Jews in this country, they all lambasted was against him. Everything was stacked against him. It was an act of God. Now, God had him in there. He has a number of Christian pastors around him. He has accepted Christ. I think he must be grieving him inside over Ivanka that's renounced Christ. What can you do when a child does that? So I am not fearful. I'm simply saying we got to fight harder. We got to simply educate people. And we got to let people know that there is an Antichrist system rising up. It's coming up. And what we got to do is to expose it. We will slow it down, pray against it, and simply say God is greater than anything else. And Donald Trump is doing a lot of good things that he can do. And we need to pray that he would have Christians around him and others that would offset these Jewish leadership and so that he can do what God called him to do. I agree. That word offset, that's the key word. We as Christians need to be offsetting the satanic agenda. And that's really important where our spiritual warfare comes in. We need to be binding that Antichrist spirit. We need to be really battling in the spirit realm because we're not battling flesh and blood in this movement. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We really need to step up our warfare prayer. Not only does Donald Trump have to contend with all the Zionist Jews, but he also has to contend with all these witches that are that are steadily coming against him with hexes and vexes and incantations. It never stops. It is time for us to storm the enemy's camp with our prayers and boldly go into that throne room. Again, I always sound like a broken record. Prayer is when you're addressing God. Warfare, that's a part where you're addressing the enemy. John, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and addressing this. God bless you, sir. Okay, thank you very much for having me. Folks, John Terrell, eaec.org. Folks, you know what's been going on with Trump the last few weeks. It's not just contending with all the witches and warlocks, but you've got Paul Ryan, Nasty Pelosi, Chucky the Schmucky Schumer, need I say more. Would you stand with me today and pray for the United States of America and Donald Trump? Let's exercise our authority and stand in agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we stand in our place of authority over all the power of the enemy, and we bind, rebuke, and render Satan and his entire kingdom of darkness powerless 
over the United States of America and President Donald Trump and his administration now in all the days that he is going to be in the White House. Father, we bind that Antichrist spirit in Jesus' name. We bind and break the power of every spirit of witchcraft, death, destruction, murder, assassination, disruption, clamorous protest, violence, all of the discord being planned by the opposition, foreign or domestic. We call on the mighty angels now, the heavenly host, the warring angels, to be encamped around Donald Trump, the White House, his family, his assistants, the Secret Service, the police, and the Christians that are in that camp. Father, we employ the angels to stand shoulder to shoulder that no evil penetrate. We cover them all with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus, we bind, cast down, nullify, and bring to naught every curse, every hex, vex, incantation, spell, voodoo, hoodoo, and any other working by witches, warlocks, wizards, high priests, priestesses, and any other agents from the kingdom of darkness, we speak upon them spiritual deafness, dumbness, blindness, incapacitation, and paralysis. We sever the silver cords of all those who are astral projecting to harm or hinder all the above I just mentioned, Lord, and we suffer the witch not to live. We send out the warring angels to discover and expose every secretly devised plan and assignment from the opposition and those pretending to be with Donald Trump. But you know what? In reality, Lord, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. It was Paul that declared blindness upon the agent of darkness. Remember in Acts thirteen sixteen, we declare and decree blindness upon all those that are taking part in evil plots and assassinations against the United States of America and Donald Trump, that they will grope about as one in the darkness. So their plans cannot and will not be carried out. And Father, right now we give you thanks that you've given us power over all the power of the enemy. And we thank you that all these evil deeds are being arrested now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and that every curse from the kingdom of darkness will fall upon those that are sending it. It'll backfire and it'll instead become a blessing upon Donald Trump. And Father, all those that I've just mentioned in this prayer, including Donald Trump, we loose peace, wisdom, power, and might to carry out your plans and purposes for the country. Father, your will be done. Your will be done. And we decree and declare this day that it'll be reported, even by the fake news, Father, that President Trump is an unstoppable force, and we'll know it because you've ordained him and anointed him for such a time as this. And we thank you that what door you've opened, no man can shut. In Jesus Christ's name we pray today. Amen. Thank you for standing in agreement with me, folks. Tomorrow on the program, another powerhouse, Carla Butad. It's going to be a fantastic show. Thursday is Steve Quayle and Tom Horn. And Friday, Patrick Wood, we've got a fantastic lineup this week. And hey, if you did not hear yesterday's show, David Langford, Hebrew Roots, what's it really all about? Do go back and listen to that. It's in the archive. And lastly, please, as I said at the beginning, let's get these funds raised for the video equipment fundraiser, Fundly.com, Sheila Zelinsky Live. Just type in those words in a search browser, or again, just go to weekendvigilante.com, browse around there for 10 seconds, and that banner will come up. I am counting on you. We will see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless.